Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Daggy Woodman, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. We do not take it for granted. Indeed, we know you have been gracious unto us. And you have granted us the chance not only to see today, but to be in your presence and to hear your word. Your word declares that we should come, so we reason together. Though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. If they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. Today, as we come to reason with your word, Lord, help us to turn our garments from crimson to snow. In the name of Jesus, from scarlet to wool, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit, minister to me, minister through me. Use my members to your glory, in the name of Jesus. I yield myself completely and totally to you. I yield my mind, I yield my heart, I yield my will, I yield my intellect, I yield my soul to you, Lord. Use me to your glory, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, say a nicer Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's good to see all of you again. I pray that today by God's word, your life will be in. Information will come to you that will change your life. Somebody say, Amen. Wonderful. Before I preach, uh, I think Mama Grace, is that right? Yeah, Mama Grace is here worshiping with us from Manzini, Eswatini. All right. She, she, she happens to be Bishop Andy. How I many of you remember Bishop Andy? Yeah, she happens to be Bishop Andy's auntie. Uh, she, she's just here for a week or so, and she decided to worship with us, you know. When, when Bishop Andy went to Swaziland as a missionary, she's the one who hosted him. Got him a place to stay, to start the church and to plant the church and build the church. Do you see it? And we really appreciate you. God bless you so much. Bishop Andy was the pastor for my wife and myself when we were students in the university. Yeah. He was the first student I saw preaching. I, could, I didn't know that students could preach. Yeah, and he preached a famous message like this, like that. Yeah, on duality. Sometimes you meet people, they are two in one. What is now medically diagnosed as split personality or bipolar, uh-huh, that's, that's what he was preaching about. Very powerful preaching. When I look at him preach, I say, one day. I will, I will be a student preacher. Yeah, so you, you really, really, today we have a mission in Swaziland because of the help you gave us. God bless you. May God always help you. May your children not struggle to find help in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
wonderful. So one day you also visit somewhere and they will say, oh, you help with their church in Peter Marisbeck. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Anybody here that I need to acknowledge? You are all welcome. All right. Jody, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming to see me. Great. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter number 16. We've just come from Deban. We're preaching in Deban this morning. We've just come back. They send their love to you. The church is still there. They are still pressing on in spite of all the challenges of the Salamla, Mami. They are all pressing on. Amen. May we also be found pressing on. Say amen. amen. Wonderful. Yeah. Matthew chapter 16. <laughs> I'm looking for verse 24, please. I'm preaching for a short time. Okay, very short time. 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, Amani, how are you doing? Great. Good, 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 good. Hey, when will Bishop also mention my name? It's coming, okay? Don't worry, don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. Slowly, have patience with me. I'll pay the all. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. I preached this message in Deba. I thought it was a good message. Maybe I should preach it to you as well. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. All right? The next one is a familiar. For what is it profit? What is it a man? What is it a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 27. Boom. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his work. So Jesus is coming one day, and he's coming to reward us. Amen. Revelation said, in Revelation, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly, and I have my reward in my hand. Let no man take heed, lest any man take your reward. So may none of you lose your reward. I said, may none of us lose our reward. He says, take heed. It means that there are things that are trying to steal your reward from you. Many years ago, prophet preached a message called the thief of victory. That in life, God has set up life such that we will have victory. But when we are about to have victory, one of the things that Satan does is bring things to steal the victory from us. Some of you have helped build this church from the beginning. Satan is trying to take your victory away from you. Sit, sit up and fight. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, we are talking about Mama Grace today because of her faithfulness. Can you imagine, God forbid, somewhere along the line, she just goes into the bush. We won't be recounting that story. We won't be recounting that story today. Do you get? Or even when we recount, we'll put an, a disclaimer on it. Do you get it? We'll put a disclaimer. We may not even mention her name. So one day, a certain lady, you, you, you have now become a certain lady. Do you get it? But you could have been Mama Grace. Do you get it? I'm talking to you. Stop pretending like I'm talking to me. I'm talking to you. So you too, fight hard so that nobody takes your reward from you. Hallelujah. Is it thieves who are going to take our reward? No. We ourselves, we are going to let our attitudes let us lose our rewards. Hallelujah. So fight. So Jesus is coming with his reward. Back to what I came to preach. Good. So Jesus said, 
If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. To follow Jesus, there's a certain pride. My interest was not to be here and be your preacher. Not at all. I would, I would, my interest was to be counting money on Wall Street. That was my interest. Not to be your pastor. I mean, pastor? No, 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 no. So deny yourself. Take up his cross and follow me. Amen. The next verse says what? Whosoever shall save, shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall, for my sake shall find it. Today I'm preaching about, to you about that on the subject I call how to find your life. How to find your life. Okay. How to find your life. Now this scripture, Matthew chapter 16 verse number 25 is the foundation for what I'm teaching. It says that whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Hallelujah. So, Jesus said groups of people, those who are trying to, and everybody is trying to find their lives. But one, one group will try by trying to save their lives, preserve their lives, keep their lives. But what will happen is that at the end of it, they will lose it. And I said in Deban, this losing your life doesn't mean you will die. It's not the DII type of die. Do you get it? It's rather your life will become nothing. That when we take stock of your life, it will be nothing. Amen. It will be nothing. Not that you will fall down and die. Not the sleep type of die. But your life will be nothing. If you try to save your life, keep your life from God using your life. But if you lose your life, which is if you use your life for the interest of God, which is you have lost it, you could have used your life to do something else, but you lose it for the interest of Christ. The Bible says that you shall find it. May you find your life at the end of the day. May you find your life. May after 20 years, 30 years, may you be able to take stock of your life and say, look, I've not wasted my life. Over the years, you have seen many people try to build, sometimes they try to build their marriages. And the same marriage, at the expense of building God's people or building God's church. And the same marriage that they've been building, just collapse. Yeah. It just collapses like that. Actually, this, this time that I traveled, I heard a sad story of a marriage that has collapsed. I used to watch this marriage on Facebook and say, man, how I will love. I mean, the girl hit a big contract with Bill Gates. Bill Gates, people are called what? Is it Microsoft? Microsoft, yeah, yeah. Big contract, millions. She's all over the world. He, she bought the guy a motorbike. A Harley David, a Harley D. My motorbike, she bought, instead of giving it to me, she gave it to the guy. Yeah, when you look at it, you say, wow. Boom, kapoop. Gone. I couldn't believe it. Do you get it? So Jesus is saying that spend your life, your energy, your time for him, and you will find your life at the end of it. But if you save it, that oh, I look, I have so many things to do. I have my UKZ attend to that, it will all blow up in your face one day like that. Boom. Boom. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5. Why should we spend our lives? Why should we give up our lives to, to fulfill Jesus' vision or God's vision so that we can find? Why it, verse 14. Why should we? It says, but the love of God constraineth us for we thus judge Corinthians, not Coronicalus. Good. For the love of God constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all were dead. 15. We'll come back to 14 by 15. And that and that he that died for, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. The Bible tells us that one person, he died for all. And if one man died for all, then all were dead. Which means that we were all dead. And Jesus died for us. He gave up his life for us. Which means Jesus cut off his, cut short his life so that you and I can continue our lives. He ended his life at 33 so that you can continue your life. I mean, of course, Jesus could have done it. He could have avoided going to Jerusalem so that he didn't die. All the people were calling him king of the Jews. He could have called and said, Look, you know something, this king thing we are saying, it's okay. Let's not say it again. It's okay. Just call me uh, um, um, Sir, sir, do you see? Just say, sir, it's okay. It won't cause any. You know, it's causing a lot of problems in the society. Don't call me king again. Just call me mister or sir or big man or boss or chairman or judge. Do you see? And then after you have called me by that, I won't come to Jerusalem. Then he would have continued his life, found one of the sisters around to marry, Mary, Martha. There were a lot of them. It's not like there, was, there were no sisters around. There was Mary, there was Martha. And all other people who were around, find one of them, marry, have some children, start a family, continue his life, live up to 70, you know. Oh, he could have done all these things. But he cut short his life so that you and I can continue living. Then the Bible says that if one died for all, then all were dead. And then if he died for all, then we that live, we should no longer live to ourselves or for ourselves, but live unto him who died for us and rose again. Live, live for the person who has given his life up so that we can be alive. How to find your life is to live your life for God and live your life as an extension of the life of Christ. Because he cut short his life so that you can be around. So that you can have a church to come and sit in. You can have a normal life. You can continue your life. He decided to die so you can be around. So if we are around, then we ought to live for him. Now when we live for him, that is giving up your life for him so that you can find it. That's when we find our lives. That's when after 20 years, after 30 years, when we take stock of your life, you find your life. But if you live unto yourself, satisfying the desires of your heart and your mind, building houses, buying cars, living your life, taking your children to school, doing all the things you want to do, 
Not what he wanted to do or wants to do, but doing the things you want to do. Getting married, having children. The Bible says, Jesus, when Jesus says, I can, some will be marrying. So anytime I go to a wedding, I'm really careful. Jesus can come on that day. Yeah, I said, because the Bible said one of the, some people will be grinding. So when I see people using the blender, I'm very careful. It may be that Jesus is coming. When I see people at a wedding, I'm very careful. It may be that Jesus is coming right now. Because these are the con- conditions. And especially when we go to sleep. Because I will come like a thief at night. Yeah, and when I sleep during the day, cool, no problem. But at night, I'm always looking. Do you remember the time they said that Jesus was going to come? There was a particular year. They said Jesus was coming. Was it 2000? No, after 2000, there was another one. When? 2012. Yeah, there was one, one that they really made a lot of noise about that Jesus is coming. So the day that Jesus was supposed to come, I went to sleep. I forgot before I went to sleep. So when I woke up, I remembered that Jesus was supposed to come yes, last night. So I decided to check where I am. So I look around. I saw that I was still in my room. I said, okay, let me check. So I check if my wife is there. When I saw my wife, I said, oh, no, it's not possible that Jesus has come. Because if you want somebody who's born again, it's my wife. So if my wife is there, Jesus hasn't come. But I was still not satisfied. I needed further evidence. So I went to my children's room, and I have two children. Do you see? So I went to my children's and I went to check for one particular one particular one. If he's still around, Jesus has not come. There's no way Jesus can come and he's still here. So when I went, I look, I said, oh, you are here. I said, okay. Yes, yes. Me and the other one, you are not sure, but this one and the mother, oh, most definitely they will, they will, they will, they will, they will go. Most definitely. I mean, ah. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that, what was I saying before I even came up to all this Jesus is coming? But let's live our lives to continue what Jesus came to the world to do. That is how we can find our lives. If you spend all your life building your empire, Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and then lose his own soul? What's the profit? What's the gain? So, you can even call this message, how to make your life profitable. I'm going to show you three things quickly with the speed of light. Three things you can use your life for. So that you can find your life at the end of it. Number one. Three things. Here we go. Number one. Become a soul winner. The first thing you can spend your life is to become a soul winner. John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son, verse 17, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So this is the reason why Jesus came onto this earth. This is what he came to accomplish. Now, if he has had to cut short his life so that you will live and I will live, then you and I must take up this mission and continue his life with it. 
you missed a good place to put your hands together. When I went to Durban, I saw that they don't say amen in the church. So I gave the pastor an advice that next Sunday when they come to church, the whole service, you just let them be say amen. It says hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen. By the end of the service, they will all know how to say amen. You two, you are not clapping. So next week when we come, we'll just be clapping till you know how to clap. That was just to get you to clap. Hey, this church, if you go there, pastor, he will threaten you that next week. If you, please, please, please. It's only Sunday, please. It's too early in the week. Say amen. Say another amen. I said that if this is what Jesus came into the world to do, and he had to cut short his life, so that you and I can live. Then you and I have to, if we are going to live unto him, what it means is that we have to spend our lifetime fulfilling this dream to get everybody saved. To get everybody saved. Romans 1, 16, Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. How do people get saved? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. That's what brings salvation. Not education. Not giving out food. I remember we started a church somewhere and then the pastor was not working hard. And the pastor said we should make food for the people in the area because all the churches in the area, they make food for them. I said food doesn't make people see. Actually, that's where I learned the word briyani. I didn't even know there was biryani. Biryani is colored people's jollof rice. Yeah, and Indian people's jollof rice. So I learned biryani. So we should make biryani for the people. I said, biryani doesn't make... Don't you remember Jesus had a service? He fed 5,000 people, gave them a lot of food. The next day when he had church, there were only 12 people in the service. Can you imagine a service of 5,000 plus? Give everybody food. You would have thought that the next Sunday, 20,000 will come. The next Sunday, believe you me, 12 people. 12 people. Because the day they came to church, Jesus said, oh, you have come. Is it not because of the food you have come? I'm sure Jesus was just making a joke. So, oh, is it not because of the food I gave you that you have come? All of them left the church. When they saw there was no food that day, they all left the church. Only 12 people were in the church. Food doesn't grow church. Food doesn't bring salvation. Your mother has been feeding you. Uh, how, did they, how did that food, even Christmas Day food, it didn't get you saved. Yeah, food doesn't bring salvation. Education. Education. Some of the most wicked people in this world are perhaps the most educated people. Um, they, they, it was, it was, they used that guy, um, Albert Einstein. His formula, E is equal to MC squared. Do you remember E is equal to, do you know that E is equal to MC squared? Yes. You see the guy who told science students that E is equal to MC squared. Do you get it? Do you see the guy? He's called Einstein. Oh, you don't know? Are you sure? The people in this area, they, do, they are surprised that e, e is equal to MC squared. Do you get it? Ah, uh, okay. No problem. But I'm saying, I always tell science students, I don't know why they had to go to study so much to just find that E is equal to MC squared. Because E has always been equal to MC squared. And we, we have always known that. We don't know what it means, but if you give it to us, we'll sell it. Yeah, no problem. 
I can't explain to you what E is equal to M squared, what it means. So, but if you give it to me, I'll sell it right now. Oh, crap. The guy who found that he's called Einstein, they use his formula to make the atomic bomb. That atomic bomb is what they used to end the Second World War. Yeah, when America got involved in the Second World War, they dropped this atomic bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki and they wiped away the whole Hiroshima and the whole, it's like Peter married like Deban, Deban and Johannesburg. It, it didn't exist again. It wiped it away. It, it cleaned up the place. Even up to today, some of those places are in, inhabitable. They are radioactive. You can't live there. You can't live there. It's like, well, as soon as you come there, you will get a defect. Yeah, radioactive place. How did they get there? Somebody's brains. Do you know what we call the guillotine? The guillotine or the guillotine? Oh, that thing that they put somebody's head in, then they drop, then it cuts off your head. It was found by the guy called guillotine. The guy, his name is guillotine. So they named it after him. Even the Nobel Peace Prize is named after this atomic bomb thing. So they are trying to change the guy Nobel. Nobel is the one who made the atomic bomb with, with Einstein's formula. So they are trying to make the, the name Nobel good. So they, they associated it with a, a global peace prize called the Nobel Peace Prize. Ah, didn't Nelson Mandela win Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, the way you are being like, you don't know. Julius Malema didn't win. Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Declared. Yeah, they, they, they co-winners. Co yeah, yeah. For bringing, moving South Africa from apartheid to non-apartheid. Yeah. Then they gave them the Nobel Peace Prize. But the Nobel guy, he made the atomic bomb. Do you, do you get it? So, education doesn't save the soul. It doesn't save a man's soul. It only affects your brain. Some of the wildest thieves are very educated. They are able to steal a whole country. Yesterday I saw a caption of the Kenyan president, Uhuru um, Kenyatta. And they have, the Kenyan people have written to the world that nobody should give money to this guy. Again, the people of Kenya are not responsible for any money he takes or anything. I mean, the, the country owes too much. Uhuru Kenyatta. So education doesn't save a man. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ came into the world because God loved the world. And he came to die and shed his precious blood. So that his blood that he was sharing, his blood will wash away your sin and my sin. His pain will take away God's anger for our sin. And he rose again so that you and I can be saved. That's, that's basically it. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the, the gospel is John, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Let's read another scripture. I have a lot of scriptures. To the Romans chapter 10. I'm reading from verse 8. It says, But what say... What saith it? The word is nigh I said, become, let us all live for Jesus by becoming soul winners. That anybody who encounters us will encounter Jesus. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
that if thou shalt say, what is the word? He said, the word is, he said, when you tell people to be soul winners, one of the common questions they ask, what am I going to say? If I have to win soul, what am I going to say? Pastor, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Then he says, no, no, don't stop that. Stop the games. The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. So now he's coming to show you what word is in your mouth and in your heart. He says, that if thou shalt confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. How many of you know that Jesus is Lord? That's the word. I said that is the word. That if you shall confess with your mouth. He said the word that is in your heart that is near you. The word is that Jesus is. If you will confess that Jesus is Lord. And believe with your heart. That God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That a man will confess with his mouth. That Jesus is Lord. And God raised him. I said in Deban that, you see, when you read the King James, just know one thing. King James was written in the night. It was dark. So the words don't align straightforward. But if you just take your time and you shed some light, light on it, you will understand what the Bible is saying. What the Bible is saying, if you will say with your mouth, confession is done with the mouth. I think it's even in the next one. Confession is done with the mouth. But what will you say with your mouth? That Jesus is Lord. Go back to nine, please. That Jesus, the thing to say with your mouth, that Jesus is the Lord of my life. He is Lord over everything and he's the Lord of my life. That's number one. And believe with your heart that he died and God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. We're, we're, Yvonne and I were preaching to somebody at Macro during the week. And the person was telling us that. How about the bad things I do in it? Salvation has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with what Jesus did. That's nothing to do. If you are trying to stop the things you do before you become born again, you will never be born again because you can't. You have been, I mean, don't use anybody. Use yourself as an experiment. How long have you been lying? If we're giving a degree per lie or a degree for a, a number of lives, let's say if you lie for three years, you get one degree. How many degrees will you have by now? You would have gone for um, the congregation what they, when they are graduation. You would have gone so many times. Every day you'll be inviting. Dear Bishop, I am writing to you to let you know that I am I'm getting my first degree. Please come. Then we'll come. Then you take a, a picture with the vice chancellor. And now the vice chancellor is Satan. Then you come again. The next two years, I'm getting master's degree. I'm getting a PhD. I'm now a pro- you would have all of us. So you will never stop it until God gives you the power. To stop it. As many as we received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. So you have to be born again first. Then he will give you the power to be a Christian. Yeah. If you will believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, he is saying that, listen, you have to believe, not agree that, oh, and there was a, you know, they said there's a man, he died and he rose again I mean, something like that, no, but you have to believe it, not like a fairy tale like this type of Cinderella story or Snow White or any of these our stories, but like a true thing, you believe it that truly happened that Jesus came carried my sin to the cross he was killed and on the third day he rose again 
that's, that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. For with the mouth, confession is made unto righteousness. So as soon as with the heart, 10, 10, 10. For with the heart, a man believes. What version is it? Just go to King James. So I'll explain to the people. For with the heart, a man believeth unto righteousness. So when you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, God imputes it upon you as righteousness. 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 And with the mouth, confession is made. Now, when you use your mouth to say it, you make a confession to become saved. Now, why are people not saved? Verse 11. For it is written, verse 12. Verse 13. Verse 14. It says, how then? Okay, verse, verse 13 will help. Verse, 12, verse, verse All the verses will help. I'm just saving time. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay? So now he tells us, he now comes to where the problem is. He says, how shall they call on him whom they have not believed? So before you call on him, you have to believe. But how shall they call when they have not believed? Then he says, how shall they even believe when they have not heard? Then he says, how shall they hear without a preacher? When, if you and I don't go out there to preach, they will not hear that even when they hear, then they can now believe. They, 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 they can now believe. Then when they believe, they can call on him. This is where, this is where in verse 17, this is where it says, now faith cometh by hearing and by hearing of the word. This is the place where that scripture is. 14. And how shall they preach? How they, no, no, 15. How shall they preach except they be sent? Today I'm officially sending all of you. As your pastor, I'm sending you out as a soul winner. Until today, you can blame me that. He said, Mr. Bishop Guy never sent us to go and win their souls. So, Mr. Mr. Jesus, please, it's not my fault. My bishop, he only said that I should be singing glory, glory, Lord. We give you glory. That's all he was saying that I should do. So, please, if you have any problem, go and hold him. Okay, thank you very much. Good. I accept. Today, do you get it? As the bishop of this council, under the auspices of Bishop Emmanuel Clufio, I hereby send you out to go and win souls. Yeah. 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 I take my place as the head of this church and under the authority of the, of the chairman of the denomination, Bishop Clufio, and the prophet of the church, Bishop Dagewood Mills, and I send you out so I've sent you out with all the authority that concerns you in the church. I send you out as a soul winner. When you stand before Jesus, you can never say to Jesus that I didn't send you to say, so Jesus, please open the Bible, please, please. Let's not argue. Open. Verse 15 of Romans, I said, how shall they preach if they are not said? This is the reason why I didn't preach. I was in Zuko, I am sending you out today. Go and be a preacher. What shall you preach if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe you with your heart that God raised him from the dead? You shall be saved. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 12, I think verse number 3, the Bible says that those who turn many 
For the righteous shall shine as the firmament of the sky, and they that turn many to righteousness shall be shall shine forever as the stars of, of the heaven, or the stars above. I think it's there. Find it for me, please. Which one? Daniel, Dan, Daniel 12, 3 says, They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Not Proverbs, Daniel. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forevermore. Proverbs 11.30, this is the one. The fruit of, for the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life. It's a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. The Bible says that when you turn people, when you, when you turn people to righteousness, when you preach Jesus to people, for them to turn into righteousness, turn to become born again, the Bible says you will shine as stars. Many of us, if not all of us, are trying to shine. The way the church is quiet, I can hear the argument. <laughs> As for me, I'm not trying to shine. If you have lipstick in your house, you are trying to shine. If you have foundation, eyeshadow, eye pencil, eye, eye, all the things, rouge, marouche, all of them. If you have one in your house, you are trying to shine. The brothers are saying that you say we, we don't have eyeshadow. If you have a mirror, a mirror, a mirror in your house, you think I don't see your statuses? How many filters and glitters you put on? Then you take the picture, then you there's something, there'll be a star here, there'll be a star here, there, then you put it there. Meanwhile, you yourself, when you see the picture on Facebook or social media, you begin to wonder, damn, which girl is this? No, I mean you yourself, when you see your picture, yeah? Huh? Which girl is this? Then when you look at the name, you see your name, Google to my bata. It's like, ah, it's, it's me, Nanku me. <laughs> is it not you? Is it not me? Yeah, we are all trying to shine. We are trying to look better. We are trying to... Men are gymming to build a six-pack. I mean, I must get a six-pack. Look, 90% plus of all the people who have six-packs are broke. Because the time you will use to work, that's the time you are using to build a six-pack. Yeah. Yeah. The only people who have a six-pack and muscles who are rich, are those who use their muscles and six pack to work. Like it's a bodyguard, it's into security, it's so, that, that gymming is work. I know a guy, he gyms six hours a day. He works with the body. Yeah, but that you just gym for nothing. <laughs> number two, number two, I have only 15 minutes to go. Number two, the second thing to do is how many of us are going to become soul winners? That will tell you tell your friend, you tell your colleague, you tell your neighbor, you tell them about how God loves them, that He sent His Son, His only begotten Son, to die for us. God loved me, God loved you. He sent His only Son to die for us. You just the fact that you don't know about it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. 
I was just watching, I was watching a prayer or something by this guy who has just died. What's his name? DMC or Yago, make me do my thing. Pump it here, pump it there, that guy. DMX. Romeo must die, that guy, yeah. That's the guy who says, guns don't kill people. People kill people, yeah. No, this is, they are just in movies. Oh, they, they, they. Hey, Bishop, he said, he said, in the night, he said, DJ at a nightclub, please. <laughs> it's in the movie, Romeo Must Die by Jet Li. It's in that movie. Uh-huh. You know him. Okay, good. Powerful. Powerful. What was I even saying? He was, say, he was saying that you made... You, you made me see uh, that you, something to the conclusion that you loved me even though I didn't know. Yeah, even though, the fact that you don't know that God loves you doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Yeah. And he said, you love me. Most people who love me take their love away eventually. But you love me in a way you never take it away. Share this with somebody. Share it with somebody. God loves you. He will never take his love away from you. He loves you so much he will never take his love away from you. Become a soul. I'm waiting till I become a pastor. Look, it will be a long time. It will be a long I have some people, they've been trying to be a pastor since 2000. Up till now, they are still not pastor. Even some of them, they have been sacked from the pastoral school. From 2010. Since, since South Africa won the World Cup, up to today. Up to today. Even some of them, they have been sacked from the school. They are ex ex students without a degree. <laughs> Every day I laugh at them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number two, become a soul. No, become a pet. We've done soul winner. Become a shepherd. Become a shepherd. Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-six. Bible says, "But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. His heart was broken on them because they fainted and scattered abroad. Why?" As sheep having no shepherd. He didn't have any, they didn't have any shepherds. It broke his heart. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest indeed is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The people to shepherd the people, they are very few. Then he said, 38, pray ye then the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into the harvest. This is what breaks Jesus' heart. If Jesus was continuing his life, he would shepherd the people. That's what he would have done. So if you and I are living for him, let's rise up to shepherd God's people. What does it mean to shepherd? Who is a shepherd? Somebody who cares for God's children. God cares for God's children. Just cares for God's children. The way you are fixated about your children, if you are fixated like that, even half of it about God's children, people's lives will change. Yeah, people's lives will change. People's lives will change. The way you are fixated about yourself. What, what is it called? Nazi, narcissistic. Yeah, narcissism. Yeah, it means you are narcissistic. Which is you are self-absorbed, self-concerned. It's just everything's you. Self-centered. Narcissistic. Yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder. These are that you can sit in front of the mirror and shine only this side. Shine, 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 shine. Wash it, shine, wash it, shine, wash it, shine, 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 shine. shine. Then, oh, 
Meanwhile, they've not started this side. They were only doing this side. Yeah, if you marry, you have to learn all these things. If you are going somewhere at 4 o'clock, you tell your wife it's 3 o'clock. She will be late, but she will be ready by 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they can't even finish. Oh. We are already late. Oh. Then they start to clean the kitchen. I'm like, look, we will come and meet the kitchen. The kitchen is not going anywhere. It will be in this house. When we come back, it will be here. Let's just go where we are going. We lock, after we have the key, we lock the door. Until we open it, nobody will go into the... No, we have to clean the kitchen. Then they'll be clean. I'll be wondering, the whole day as you were lying in the bed, why didn't you clean the kitchen? Now that it's time to go, you are busy. Be a husband, it's a job. <laughs> it's a full-time job. John, John 21. This is just by the way, just by the way. Just by the way. I'm just letting you know that your marriage is just like my marriage. Don't go and beat your wife. That's all I'm saying. All marriages are like that. Don't go and say, hey, you, I will beat the demon out of you today. It will come out. Please. John 21. I'm reading from 17. It says, so when the Lord, when they had dying, Jesus said unto Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto me, yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto me, feed my lambs. And he said unto me again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. And he said unto him a third time, a second time, feed my sheep. And he said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved, because he said unto him a third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love you. And he said unto him, feed my sheep. Sometimes when you want people to know that you are serious, you have to say the same thing to them more than once. More than once. More than once. Say it again and again. Because people are slow to hear. We are all slow to hear. Even, even and hearing, then understanding. So he said three times, lovest thou me, feed my lamb. Lovest thou me, feed my sheep. Lovest thou me, feed three times. To him. One day, I tell you this story, then I head towards the end. I was invited for an engagement party or a proposal party or something. I think Tyler was there. Was that Tyler? Was. Tyler, were you there? Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> so, when, when I went, I remember the day, it was 30th November, because the, the day my, it was the day my father died. I remember 10 years ago. I remember it clearly. So, I was one of the invited guests, and I was put... You know, when they invite you, they put you, Pastor Sofa, they put you on the stage. Everybody is looking at you. You can't breathe. You can't do anything. I mean, like, like George Floyd, you know that black pastors' lives matter. You understand? You are sitting on there. You can't breathe. You can't eat. You can't do anything. And me to public eating is not that easy for me like that. I eat, but I eat with discretion. I have to eat at the time. Everybody is eating. I can't be the only one eating. You have brought all the food in the house. You have come to put it in front of me. Then all the children in the house, they are looking at you. They are praying, hey, this guy. Hey, oh, ah, yeah, no. So I was sitting there. Then they did, I was supposed to preach or say, so I don't remember what I, but they were speaking closer throughout. So, I mean, I, was, I couldn't understand anything they were saying. Yet I was sitting there. No problem. Anything for a church member. Then it got to the stage I want you to get to. The guy who was doing the 
engagement, he brought the girl. The girl was called Pumeza. So he brought the girl to the center. I don't know if he gave the girl a chair. Yeah, he gave the girl a chair to sit. Then he knelt down on one knee. How many of you would love a guy to do that for you? Yeah. My wife always asks me, why didn't you kneel down on one knee? I said, I was lying down on the floor. It's more than one knee. <laughs> so he, he knelt down. Uh, let me use you again, please. <laughs> please tell your husband to forgive me for me, okay, please. So he knelt down. Oh, please, bring, bring your hand. So he said, Pumeza, the Atandanam. Am I right? Yeah. When I, we are we are Then the girl said, yes. Eh, wait. Ne? Then he said again, Pumeza, we are Eh, wait. Like that. He went about six times. As I was sitting there, I was just thinking in my head, this girl should just say no so that we can all go home. She has said yes. You have asked another time. She says, it looks like the yes doesn't work for you. So I will say, man, this girl should just say no. As soon as she says no, the whole program will come to a cataclysmic end and we will go home straight. <sighs> Look. <laughs> Tyler, you have the yes. Tyler was the original person. Well, give me the guy's words. He were not there in there, but yes, so. he was there. And uh-huh. he was like, yeah. It was oh, you can't, you can't do it. Don't worry. You are still young. Pomeza. Mm-hmm. We intend now. Ash. Eh, we. Eh, we put. Stand with Sam. We intend now. Eh, we manum. Dite. We intend Hey. Oh. About seven times, oh. So at a time, I just said, look, this girl should just... Uh, uh, this girl should just say no so that we go home because I was tired yeah 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 yeah. She, he asked the question so many times by the time I got out when I took my father they had been calling me from home the whole time I was sitting there my father was dead yeah that's how come I remember these together I don't blame them for my father dying. I mean the attendant doesn't kill anybody I'm just saying that it was at the same time <laughs> You know, the other day, Bishop was saying that your proposal killed his father. <laughs> no, 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 no. Proposal doesn't kill anybody. But I, I, I actually shudder for people who like to do these public proposals. What if it goes wrong? What if it goes wrong? Because, look, seriously, if I was next to the guy, I would have just told the guy, just say no, just say no. Because you have said it six times. What again do you need to say to convince this? Just say no, no. That's all. We will go home. If you organ will come again, no problem. Ah. <laughs> now Jesus asked Peter, we are thundering three times. Why did this girl, this guy keep asking again? He wanted to be sure. Jesus also asked Peter three times. At the third time, Peter was angry. He said, what, what question is it? You have asked me this question. You don't understand English. I've told you I love you. You don't understand that one. What else should I tell? Jesus said, it's okay. There's no need for any argument. Show me that you love me by feeding my sheep. Becoming a shepherd to my sheep. 
All of us here, if I'm to ask you, do you love God? All of you will say, yes, we love God. Of course, pastor, you, some of you will even be hurt. Some of you will get emotional. Some of you will get worked up. Some of you will be offended. Just like Peter was grieved up. Why do you ask me something that is so obvious? You will say to me, oh, lunch bar, it's obvious. But the reality, if you love him, show it to us by becoming a shepherd and taking care of God's people. Taking care of God's people. Taking care of God's people. Become a shepherd. Number three, I close on this one. I have two minutes, so let me use it to round up. Number two, number three, become a church builder. Become a church builder. Somebody who builds the church of God. Become a church builder. Matthew chapter 16. We're reading from 13. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And they said, until some say you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, thou art Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus answered, thou answered unto, blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you by my Father which is in heaven. And I say also to you, means I say in addition to this, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus asked them a question to test their spiritual level. The question he asked them is that, what are people saying about me? Who do they say I am? So some say you are, they say you are Elijah. Elijah is, was powerful. But some say you are Elijah. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Jeremiah. Others say you are one of the prophets, which are all good accolades. But then he asked them, what do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Then Peter said, you are the son of God. You are the Christ, the savior of the world. Jesus said, whoo! It's only God who can put this revelation in you. Now you are ready. So he said, thou art Simon, but Jonah, upon, I say also to you, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Listen, Jesus came to stop the gates of hell. The gates of hell refer to the entrance of hell, the things that take people to hell. Fiso. How are you doing? The things that take people to hell. And Jesus' answer to it. You see, God's answer to the, to the world. And the world's problem was Jesus Christ. And Jesus' answer to solving that problem was giving us the church. Dying and giving us the church. To stop the gates of hell. That's what Jesus gave me. Give us the church. Give us the church. To stop people from going to hell. That's, if that's what he came to do, then you and I must spend our lives building the church. Either by your finances, your tithes, your offerings, your special gifts to build the church. Or by your labor, your energy, your time, your intellect, everything that is in you, using it to build the church. Yeah. Using your time. Your time, your effort, your resources to build the church of God. To build the church of God. Help to build the church of God. 
I mean, I heard Lungani's grandfather built a church. I don't know if it's true, but is it true? Do you know? Okay. Yeah. And if you know how bad Lungani was, there must be a reason why God kept him. Yeah. There must be a reason. I, I met, we met a girl this week. She was saying, I, you know, I know God is with me because I've been having um, near, what did you say, near death or narrow escapes. And then I know that when I'm going to get into trouble, then I'm, I escape. Then it means I know that God is. I said, oh, it's true. But it may not be because of you. Maybe your mother or your grandmother did something for which God is showing you mercy and giving you enough time so that you can repent. But it doesn't mean that you're on your way to heaven. Yeah, that mercy will elapse. Yeah, Lizzie was telling me yesterday how his great-grandfather gave a land and his grandfather built a church upon it in, 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 in where he's the ward counselor. There. Yeah. A church is there. Look, I, I, one day I want my grandchildren to say, our, father, our grandfather built a church. Yeah. Recently, the, when, when, when my, my last birthday, um, somebody sent me a message from Cuba. And she said to me that, I can't believe the number of people on social media who are wishing you happy birthday. I mean, you're on almost everybody I know status. I, I, I know you, I met you, I know you. But I didn't know that your influence spread so much. I didn't know. It's now that I'm seeing it. Then, then I said to her, I've done a lot of shepherding work and church building. A lot of shepherding work and church building. So over time, my fruit and my fruit's fruit have spread to many places. The Bible says Jacob is a fruitful bough. His branches are spread over the wall. Even into the neighbor's house. The blessing go loud. They go worry the neighbors. Let us spend our lives and our time and our effort building the church. So one day, your child can wake up and say, you see that church over there? My mother helped build it. Some of us may not be able to pay for a church building. Let me tell you, plenty of people, even one of our churches in Swaziland that we are building currently, it's an individual in Swaziland who has built this church from beginning to end. One person. Yeah, one person. I built this church from beginning to end. But some of us may not be. I pray that God raises people amongst us. Not brings people, raises people amongst us who can do this. But some of us may not be able to do that. But we can use, we have something that is worth more than money. Our lives, our time, our energy, our labor. To build a church. Build a church. To build a church. Become somebody who builds a church. Now, Jesus said to Peter, I finish with this point. Five minutes, I'm done. Please. Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock. It should reveal something to all of us. That what God needs, the type of person God needs to build a church, is not a feeble person. It's a rock. It's a rock. You see, don't be deceived by what they have told you at school that you take a small pebble or a small stone and you throw out somebody. 
Then you say that, oh, he threw a rock at me. That's not a rock. That's why even in grammar we say, it's a stone throw away. It means something you just hear, a stone. You throw a stone, a rock. You can't even move it. You can't move it. He threw a rock. If he threw a rock at you, you won't survive. You'll be dead. You won't even live to see it. Yeah, a rock. One day, I was in my house with my lovely wife. Our children had gone for crash. So we were happy at home enjoying ourselves, which is eating, drinking, playing music, dancing, amongst many other things. Then my phone rang. So when my phone rang, I pick it. Then the person on the other side started shouting, Pastor, but I've been shot. I've been shot. I said, ah. Easy. You have been what? I've been shot. So I said, where? Because there was a toy toy in the area. So I said, where? So I've been shot in the arm. But the way she was shouting, I've been shot. My wife was panicking. I told my wife, she's fine. She's fine. I said, oh, but let me, yeah, sure. I said, she's fine. Don't, don't, don't stop this. Let me continue. We'll go and see her later in the evening. Stop there. She's fine. My wife, I mean, this call stopped the fun. So I was really bored. I told my wife, she's fine. But you know, if you want to live long as a husband, you must obey your wife. Or else you won't live long. You wait and see. Everything you eat, she makes it. <laughs> You go and find out how Abacha died. You don't know. Hmm. Hmm. She is the law. Hmm. Did you hear that one? They say, if you have a father, she become, he becomes a father-in-law. If you have a mother, a mother becomes a mother-in-law. What again? A brother-in-law, a sister-in-law. But if you have a wife, she's the law. Yeah. Yeah, she's the law. <laughs> so, I adamantly woke up and said, okay, let's go and rescue. If they have been I'm now I'm a paramedic. You are a pharmacist. Me, I don't, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. What am I going to do? But zoom. Then we went there. When we got there, that was the girl. The one who was shot. I told my wife, look, believe me, you're sincere. If you have been shot, you won't even have, you won't even remember to take your phone and dial your pastor's number even if your pastor is on speed dial. To even the energy. You see, sometimes people say they are sick. When I look at how much they are eating, I say they are well. Because if you are sick, you can't eat that much. No, 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 no. And my children say they are sick. When they, when they start eating, I know they are well. And this one, I'm not joking, it's true. As soon as the person starts eating well, they start getting well. Yeah, and that's just by the way. Sometimes I mix them, so just be able to see the one that is for you. Anyway, so we got there. When we got there, this girl who has been shot, I was expecting ambulance, stretcher, um, Oxygen mask, all these things, drape, everything, CPU, everything. When I got there, to my surprise, she was sitting down. I said, ah, why, 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 why didn't you just shot? When I went, no knowing number one, it was a rubber bullet. <laughs> then number two, it, the bullet just grazed her skin. When the police came on the scene, they released some two warning shots. Papa. Sometimes to scare the witches. So, papam, 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 no. And one of them just grazes what we call a flesh wound. Do you see? So, if she was wearing a long sleeve shirt, 
it, it's just the shirt that would have torn. It wouldn't have even touched her skin. That's the I've been shot. I look at my eyes and you see now. We should have just been at home drinking Coca-Cola in the evening. We'll come and, this is just emotional trauma. We will come and cool her down. All this post-traumatic stress by force case you are forced onto my afternoon. The whole afternoon was spoiled. And you know, husbands, when you get into a certain mood, you can't bring her back. Or it's gone for the day. When it's gone, it's gone for good. Life of a husband is difficult. Too. Back to what I'm saying. Now, I'm just letting you know, sometimes we call things what they are not. But Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. A rock is something that is stable, cannot be moved, doesn't change. Whether it's raining, whether it's shining, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's autumn, it's stable. Sometimes you are building church with people, small menstrual period. That's it. I won't pray again. Hey, so once a month, you will have about three to four days of not praying. Sometimes you are building a church with a small relationship that is like the brother is not buying flowers. Then you take it out on the poor pastor. Yeah, we won't we'll go for follow-up again because you're, that your beloved, he put somebody else on his status and it wasn't you. That's it. Small relationship problem. And you, sometimes you wonder, are you in a relationship with Jesus Christ? That when there's a small problem, you take it out on Jesus. Yeah. It's like, hey, small issue. Your salary that didn't come on the 25th and delayed to 28th. Hey. The church has to suffer for it. The church you are building with your life has to suffer for it. But Jesus said, I'm building on a rock. You know, I used to, when we started our church in Cape Town, Bishop sent me to Cape Town to help start the church. I went, Bishop Hamish was there, so I went to help him, you know. And Cape Town was very confusing because I was coming from Pretoria, very simple place. Um, Jan Smart, and there's one street that goes across. I'm very long, so I forgot it. Schoolman, Jan Smart, Schoolman, then there's another one. No, there's one. If I remember, I'll let you know. Please, if you are calling me, call me after church, okay? I'll answer. Don't worry. Let's go on. What was I saying? So, Cape Town was very confusing because Cape Town is far apart from everywhere. It's like everywhere is far. So, that one day, I was talking to a certain person. I told him, this place, when I, and I don't have a car. I had to pick taxi, go to Nyanga, Nanda, Wanda, Kailicha. This uh, confused. Then one day he said to me, you know something? This is the easiest way to overcome Cape Town. Whenever you feel lost, look for the table mountain. Lift your head, you will see it from everywhere. And when you see the table mountain, start going towards it. Start going back to wherever you are. It doesn't matter the direction. Just start going towards the, the, the rock, the mountain. As you go towards the rock, you will come back to the center of town to the center of that. But no matter where, which direction you are from, it to, to come to Table Mountain, you will come back to the center of that. So always look for the mountain. So that's how they move in Cape Town. They are all, instead of GPS, they are always looking for the mountain, for the rock. 
because it's always there. There will be no time in the night, in the day that you turn around. Where is Table Mount? You turn, you can't see Table Mount. It's always there. It's gone for a walk or it's angry. It's annoyed with this shepherd. So it has left. Or one of the members have been rude to him. He is the shepherd. One of the members have been rude to him. So he has decided, oh, I've moved from Cape Town to George. I'm in George for three weeks. It's always there. Jesus was talking about somebody who is stable, reliable, faithful, unmovable, unshakable. Heat, heat, cold, winter, summer, autumn is there faithfully. He says, on this, I will build my church. And when I build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Will not prevail against it. I pray that we will use our lives to serve the interest of God. To serve. There are many other things, but I want to leave you with this thing. Number one, you use your life to become a soul winner. To lead somebody to Christ. Lead somebody to righteousness. Number two, you lead your, use your life to care for God's children. Be a shepherd to them. Some people just need a word of encouragement. A word of prayer. Call them and say, how are you? I just called to check on you. You know, God loves you. Man. Say, Stay strong in your problem. You will overcome. That's all they need. Some people need you to call and pray. And say, I want to pray for you. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus. I invoke the blessings of God upon this one. In the name of Jesus. Bless his work. Bless whatever he's doing. Jesus. That's all they need for you. Once a month or once a week. That's all they need for you. A shepherd. Somebody will guide them. I called Jody here to guide her. Come, I want to guide you. You are finished school. What's the way for you? Come all the way from Escort so that I can guide you. Very simple. Very simple. And number three, use your life to build the church. So well, the question you should ask yourself right now, the way my life is, is it building the church that I am in? Is it building it? Use your life to build the church. And I believe that at the end of it, when you take stock of your life, you will find your life. You will see that you have lived a profitable life. May you live a profitable life in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. May your life be profitable. May it be useful because you used it to be a soul winner. You used it to be a shepherd to God's people. You used it to help build the church of God. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, help me to use my life to build a church in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus may I use my life my time my days to live for you to extend your life your word said if one died for all then all were dead and henceforth they that live should no longer live unto themselves but live unto he that died for them and rose again that from today help me to live for you I live for you day after day help me to live for you help me to live for you help me to live for you help me to do what you would have done if you were in my school if you were at my workplace if you were at my home help me to do what you would do as you will lead many to you help me to lead many to you as you will shepherd many help me to shepherd many as you will build your church help me to build the church in the name of Jesus 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 use me Lord use me if you can use anything Lord use me use me oh God use me oh God if you can use anything Lord use me use me Jesus 
Use me, O God. Use me, O God. Use me, O God. Use me, Use me to build your church. Use me to build your church. Use me to win souls. Use me to be a shepherd. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Receive the power of God to obey God's word in the name of Jesus. Receive the power of God. Receive the power of God. Jesus said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be my witness. To be my witness. Receive the Holy Ghost and be filled with power to obey God's will. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Oh yes, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise, Father. Thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice and everybody watching and everybody who will listen on podcasts we pray that your power will come upon us to indeed be your witnesses indeed that we will use we will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us that we will be witnesses unto you we will be your shepherds to care for your children and we will use our lives to build your church in the name of Jesus we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer Amen. Amen. Oh, God is going to use your life. Hallelujah. If you give him your life, he will use it. Amen. And your life will be profitable. Amen. Hallelujah. You are here this morning, this afternoon, and say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I know you are talking about soul winners, but I need my soul won first. Then I can win souls for you. You are here. You don't want to go to hell when you die. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me so that I can ask Jesus to come into my heart. That I can confess him with my mouth that he's Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. You are here like that with every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray with you. Just lift up your right hand with me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, help me to pray and ask Jesus to come into my life. To come into my life. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me, I'll pray with you. Come to me, I'll pray with you. My sister, come to me, I'll pray with you. My brother, come to me, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Your life. Come Let him have his way. Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me 
and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Fill them with your spirit. Wash them with your blood. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.